up some resources. Freeing up some resources. It is the side quest live coming at you in front of a live studio audience on this beautiful each other. Wednesday yeah. evening. This beautiful Wednesday morning. It is Le Quest Decide. Uh, that is a made-up language there. I'm Dolly Demosky. Uh, to my left and your right, Zach Quest. Up above him, as we go counterclockwise, JJ Holder. Jeej. We're going to call you Jeej. And no. to JJ's <laughs> right, your left, the person who literally joined us at the very moment we were starting the podcast, as if he knew somehow... Taylor Bliss, I knew. You're in the, the you're in the daddy section of the the daddy, <laughs> daddy. Seat of the of the table <laughs> of the side questing table. Mm. As the top left, I don't know. I, I have no idea. That's where my dad usually sits. Is in the the very top front of the of any table that we're on. How you guys doing? Good. Fine. fine. Yeah. That's it. Just fine. You guys do great. Yeah. What, what do you what, what do you want from me? It's fucking. 2023 it's barely started i'm tired we're just <laughs> <laughs> should be we're, should be so happy on that i'm fine <laughs> we're 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 so happy you're fine we haven't actually seen zach since last year because he bailed on us when we were yeah. trying to get the routinely bailed on <laughs> hey it was you, one week what were you doing, <laughs> it was actually you were gone for two weeks because we didn't do one the week before oh yeah um <laughs> I don't remember what I was doing, to be honest. You were gaming. That was your excuse. You were. Oh gaming. yeah, I, I probably, probably was. Yeah, I think you were. No, you. Yeah, I definitely were. Guess what? We're a gaming podcast. So that's totally okay. That's totally okay. Noted for next time. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, I was busy gaming. Sorry, I was busy. Gaming. Wow, this dude's gaming. I'm writing that down as the the title of our episode. Sorry, I was busy gaming. Oh goodness. Um. Well, hey, uh, speaking of busyness, it wasn't a busy week. Neek. Wow. Neek. wasn't a busy week in terms of news, um, but there, or the last week and a half, because it's, it's the new year. People are still sort of getting ramped up. Um, but there was news that broke sort of a couple days ago and then really today. Yeah. Which we can kind of start with um, unhappy news, actually, which it's, it's a bummer. Uh, Microsoft has announced uh, layoffs numbering 10,000 um, uh, it's across the company. It's across the entire Microsoft company. So it's an international. I think they said that uh, it's something like 300 plus people, 380 or something like that uh, in C in the Seattle, Washington area or Redmond, Washington area where they're, they're headquartered. So um, then everything else is kind of spread out uh, around the world uh, after that. But um <clears throat> As we know, that's never a good number. Ten thousand one isn't a good number, and in in, in this economy, uh, ten thousand is also not a good number. But um, we've come to find out that three four three Bethesda and um, uh, what's the other company? Uh, the studio. One more studio were affected. I, I don't remember. remember. Uh, <clears throat> which is a bummer. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, a co the coalition. All right, thank you. Oh, yeah. Coalition. So work on Gears of War series. Um, but yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, you know, this comes in the, I will say, the inability for the layman, the plebs like me, to understand how business works. 
people were up in arms with stuff like, oh, but you're you're still planning to buy uh, Activision. Why don't you not buy Activision and save all these people's jobs? Like, it doesn't doesn't it's work. Not like, yeah. they're not like, buying they're not like, buying Activision with real money. That's yeah, exactly <laughs> that's different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and they pretty much yeah. put that money up when the deal went out. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it kind of started going. Yeah. Well, that's you know, companies do this in in that they're always looking to expand for the future. And picking up Activision Blizzard is going to save jobs, to be honest, at Microsoft because it's going to mean that there are more things they have to integrate. There's going to be more community. There's going to be more aspects of the company that needs to work together. Mm -hmm. And they really are building. Uh, product for the future you know um it's not just slide it's not just sliding that uh, call of duty dm onto game pass it's not that's not that easy you know there's a whole lot of back end there obviously you know we, we put some of our wish lists last week we spoke about <clears throat> how they could really do some fun community integration stuff but um uh, <clears throat> uh that's that they're planning for stability in the future by getting activision blizzard this is for right now they need uh they need some they need to just kind of figure out uh, ways to save money and and microsoft like a lot of other companies a lot of other folks who've come out head, <clears throat> heads of the tech companies have come out and said yeah hey guess what uh <coughs> we sorry i'm drinking <laughs> and went down the wrong pipe hey we overstaffed because we uh overestimated <clears throat> how the effect of the digital changeover is going to take place at the beginning at the onset of the pandemic we thought everybody would stay home and it was going to just continually go up and it didn't. <clears throat> we saw a lot of companies, a lot of companies face the fact that, uh, hey, people can actually start going outside again. They are <laughs> going to start shopping in person again. No! <clears throat> I know. <clears throat> They're going to go get ice cream in person again. And um, yeah, so that, uh, and people just burned out, fatigued with all the technology and electronics and stuff. Yeah. And that was a big one. And that that affected every, every company out there that deals in this, um, with this side of stuff. So it's a bummer. Uh, it's a bummer that it affects the gaming side. Um, and, you know, not that any of these were, um, <clears throat> you know, not even somebody, as I was explaining in our Discord, which you should all join, even somebody that stocks coffee in a building is important to the functioning of a company. Because I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, <clears throat> we went into my office. I, we've, I've been going back a couple days a week now, <laughs> and uh, which I'm actually enjoying. Even though there's an hour long drive, <clears throat> we are out of regular coffee, and uh, you know all we have is decaf, and we only have decaf. And the the lady who stocks the decaf told us that she didn't realize there were so many of us that wanted decaf. They had actually gotten rid of one person, uh, and so it, there, I'm not going to spend money to buy coffee during the daytime when I can get coffee for free. Come on, uh, even yep. if it's low grade coffee, but. I don't so yeah, every everybody yeah. is important, and uh, it's a bummer. What yeah, I mean, so like I said in the Discord, I was just being realistic about it because everyone else is being optimistic, and I always have to do the opposite of what everyone's doing. <laughs> but uh, I hate I'll just say, <laughs> what I'm just saying is like it's like it's from like if you just look at it from just like the outside perspective, you can really tell like that this was going to happen at some point and it needed to happen because the studios besides Bethesda, I don't know what teams are impacted, but the two, the co coalition and three, four, three, like they've been underperforming for a decade. So like it, it's kind of, 
makes sense that those two were at the top, even though it's the Halo team. It's like, yeah, it's a Halo team, but they haven't done anything substantial. And it took it took them like eight years or whatever to get to a point where it was to be enough with the last Halo game. But yeah, it's just like there needs to be restructuring. There needs to be new people. And this is this is a thing that happens, and it sucks one one hundred percent. But it's just, yeah, like, it makes sense why those were the two at the top. I would say there, there was also um, some word that broke. I don't know if it was Kotaku or Bloomberg or who else was posting it that um, uh, they were targeting. It was definitely targeted, to, uh, and it, some of it at least towards folks who were underperforming because they were. I guess they had some people on, uh, you know, the yearly, the six month plans to improve their work habits and work ethics and whatever else yeah uh, again this is just the reporting that was out there on kotaku or wherever it was um but uh instead of helping those people along they just said you know what they're the first ones on our list we just got to get rid of someone and there's instead of improving the workers that are out there uh and spending the time and resources to do that we just got to let some people go and unfortunately they're the ones that are affected because they're if you've under- ever worked at a company <laughs> big enough to include what they call a PIP, mm, a, yes. a performance improvement program. Um, and if you're looking at every other tech company laying people off and then you just got put on a PIP, I got bad news, yeah. man. <laughs> There's only one thing that's about to happen. It's it, hidden it, time it, close it, to home. Taylor. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's how it be. <laughs> And you know, <laughs> first hand. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, this is not that I'm trying to smooth it over and saying like, well, they knew it was coming. You know, obviously, nobody. You know, we don't want anybody to lose their job. Um, but more just kind of for anybody who hasn't been in one of those companies or been in one of those situations, that's typically how it goes. Yeah, and I will say in my recent months of looking for jobs and stuff the studios that are having a lot of positions open are indies and bungie they're the ones that are like open like crazy bungie has so many positions open every day uh i think bungie is the only (laughs) developer left at sony that might be working on anything different so So it's like they're just like there's always something but yeah it's always indies or like youtubers looking for like managers like that's like the huge thing now yeah so just a lot of just weird stuff. Prepare to get but... paid eight dollars a week for that one. That's a good one. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, it's the industry right now. <clears throat> if you're involved in tech in some way, whether it's games or entertainment or technology or servers or an Office three sixty five, it's it's not a great time. Again, it's there there is a downturn. Um, hiring is still weirdly. At like an alt, everybody's looking for employees. Although those tend to be aimed towards pizza Just places. Which ones? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, unemployment is at like fifty-year lows, sixty-year lows. So it's there's there's that to attend with. But um, yeah, uh, it's it's just never good. It's it's a bummer because, um, and I'm sure that the the folks at Microsoft leadership over there probably didn't want to do this initially, but then realize with a number that high. It's not, yeah. don't think of this as personal, which is really crappy to say. Um, Cause we've, you know, the company that I worked for has had several layoffs over the last few years just because of everything that's happening. And it's not personal. Yeah. If you're on a performance improvement plan, it sucks. Cause you're, 
kind of targeted, but then at the same time, it's 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 not specifically you. It's just the way the just the the way the company needs to function. Right, they got to be leaner and all that. Stuff. So that's a bummer. It's yeah. a bummer. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we can also just lead this into the uh, Mister Cubisoft uh, thing. Which Do is it. Another... Do it. Yeah. So I just I don't know. My big thing Love is this. I tweeted about it today. Is the Ubisoft all these projects that will make them money? Like these are going to make us money, but the one that stays around is Skull and Bones because they have <laughs> they have. They have like uh, contracts with the Singaporean government to f- like have the production of this game come out. So like it's like they're stuck with this game. They're gonna lose money, and this is potentially gonna be the game that like sinks the studio. Because like there's no way they make any money back off of this, right? It's in been it's been in debt for like nine nine years. Uh, like there's no way to that, make yeah. anything back. But it's just like. Ubisoft is having to cut all these other games because of Skull and Bones. Like they're having to cut future Assassin's Creed games or like Far Cry games because they have to make this game. We're going to be in trouble. <laughs> so it's like, dang. I mean, at what at what point do you just like get in trouble? Just like let it happen. <laughs> they had. I mean, they like the, the the game. I think was in development for like four years, and then they then they found then they got funding from Singapore to open up a Ubisoft studio in Singapore. And then it's been five years since that or something. It's just crazy. It's like, what's happening <laughs> over there? Like what? It, uh, yeah, it's, it's nuts. But yeah, it's like, so this kind of leads me to think that they've, they've had to have known this is happening for their brand, I guess, for a while, because they want to do the games as a service Assassin's Creed game, which makes sense from like, a business perspective it's easier to maintain like one game mm-hmm. and put out like oh here's a, a new expansion with the same engine as the last game instead of having to rebuild it from the ground up for the next console for the next whatever like i don't if they have to have seen this coming i guess i don't know and then beyond good and evil is still like being made it's they i just think they need help they need help i mean nintendo can't help help them because that underperformed their mario and rabbits game i don't know it's just like it's weird. They've dug themselves into to, to like a strange hole because they revolutionized this genre of games and then they got outdone and then now they're not willing to change anything <laughs> beyond yeah. what they've already been doing. It's weird. It's like but then it's also like maybe if we don't put out an Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and another open world game that all the same UI every year, maybe things will be better for us. I don't know. It's just it's strange. It, I, they're they're a lost cause. What's what's really odd about Ubisoft? <clears throat> you brought up uh, Mario and Rabbids. This is by the, the developer stream they had of uh, Skull and Bones or whatever this is, whatever's left of this game. Uh, they uh, <clears throat> they didn't promote it. It was tweeted. Yeah. Like there were no commercials. There was nothing. Ubisoft from some of the stuff that I was reading, they had already started scaling back on. Um, promotion uh like paid promotion on uh, advertising because they were they realized they were up against the wall they weren't making any money on anything so they said let's hope nintendo tweeting out about mario and rabbits is enough to get (laughs) is enough to get purchases it's a it's a better game than the freaking um but they didn't have too bad that nobody knows about it yeah Yeah. exactly 
They didn't have anything in the Mario and Rabbits. What do we said? Mario Rabbits Just Dance and <laughs> Crickets. Uh, I mean, there must have. There's got it. I think there were. Oh, that uh, that Rainbow Six. Wasn't there like a Rainbow Six game? Yeah, there was a game. Yeah, the whatever. game that nobody asks for. Yeah. They just make games nobody asks, asks yeah. for. Just keep making what people want and you'll keep it, making it's money. Simple. There's like, there's like <laughs> four games that you could totally make. Give me, you know what? Give me another Rayman game because I'll buy it. Rayman is always good. Whatever. Give me um, you know what, Splinter you know what Cell. Rayman doesn't it. go with? Games as a service. Sorry, that's <laughs> been axed. That, that yeah. is no longer applicable. I wish that we could make that game, but uh, it's not a gas, so that's yeah. no good. We know it's not a gas in, in, in many ways, but yeah, it's uh, it's just sad. They 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 had a rough year. Uh, they released, I think, was it their 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 biggest release of the year was the like Ubisoft expansion DLC or something, and I don't yeah. even remember. I don't the 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 DLC for Assassin's Creed. I should say. Yeah. I don't even oh yeah, they was. yeah they had that that big thirty dollar DLC for the yeah. all for the already one hundred and fifty hour long Assassin's Creed, <laughs> right? Game. Yeah. Uh, well, at least they still have Trackmania. At least they still have Trackmania. At least that's still something. Uh, this uh, this game looks boring as shit. Yeah, it man. Does. Uh, what? It... <laughs> it looks like Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Why is it taking so long to come out? <laughs> yeah. Just just put up Black Flag again. I would. I will buy it again. <laughs> Even though Dude, it imagine. just came out, I'd buy it again. Imagine. That they instead remake Black Flag and it comes out before this game. Uh, you you oh. probably could. You probably could. Oh, man, it's just imagine. Yeah. Well, then at least then it would least make this game relevant again because like this game yeah, is just true. supposed to survive mm. off of how cool Black Flag was. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, it's also like. They literally had have they've had so much time to adjust their yeah. gameplay mechanics and everything according to what the gaming landscape is. Yeah. But when Sea of Thieves came out, <laughs> they literally should have just dropped this game. Be like, we can't. Yeah. Like, there's nothing we can do. Sea of Thieves is is well, not only that, uh, but more than anything else. It's look at this. It, look at the this thing is like zipping along like a freaking it's, James it's Bond. It's the boat premier. On the water. Like Sea of Thieves is the premier um, version of this game mm-hmm. as a game as a service, as yeah. a uh, live service f- game. They got a f- Sea of Thieves got a fucking uh, Disney <laughs> fucking yeah. deal. Like yeah. <laughs> You're not going to top Sea of Thieves in their own fucking thing. It's so. it's weird. There's no Pirates like, of the Caribbean coming to this sucker. It's no. weird that they that they haven't tried to pivot out of this. They've right. had so long, and it's just like is the this the the Singaporean government just really wants this game to come out. It's like, dude, we love we love this this. Th- Which this is game. wild because it's like, we why this don't money they just release <laughs> just release whatever this is yeah. at this point? People are not. I hate this is. I I know zero people that are remotely interested in this game. I don't it has even completely passed. None of I, us on staff yeah. are interested. I don't even know what the gameplay loop of this game is. Like go to place, you start village a plunder place. through spy, yeah. spyglass. No, there's hardly there... any of actual place stuff. You're on your boat like 99.9% of the time. Uh, like I, mean, it's, I it's just assumed just... 
I assumed it was like the what's that naval battle game on Steam, Taylor? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, uh, World of the, Warships. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that one. It's like, uh, it's like War Thunder. Yeah, World yes, of Warships. Yeah, it's, it's like I just assumed it was World of Warships, but with like old ass <laughs> boats. What if what if Anno like... was what if what if Anno was like a pretty game as opposed there to you go. Uh, yeah? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, well, hey, Ubisoft's in bad shape right now. They could be up for sale. We talked a little bit about it last week. Um, well, they were attack. looking for potential buyers, and nobody yeah. wanted them. That's what happened last <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, that is it. Not because they're sinking <laughs> ship. It's a oh, sinking. Yo. oh goodness! We had we actually had Brock Lesnar body slamming uh, uh, at uh, CL. So yeah, at CL. That was good. Um, I like that. Other, uh, there isn't any other real news. There, of... there is something that I think Zach could, sure. could uh, talk about that I think would be very interesting to hear uh, podcast wise. Mm. Hey Zach, uh, what do you know about OGLs? Oh no. <laughs> okay, so oh, no. <laughs> this. yeah. So okay, so this a couple weeks ago, uh, Wizards of the Coast, the most, I think. I think I could say they're a pretty evil company now, just seeing their internal <laughs> communications. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty nasty. Another, um, another, another Redmond-based company. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they there was a leak by The Verge, I think. Yeah, The Verge. Did they get that, it? Yes. Yeah. The Verge got a leak of the contract of the next OGL. So the OGL basically is an open games license for D&D adjacent so things of the engine that D&D runs on. So things like Attack of Opportunity, uh, Elves, Dwarves, things like that that are akin to D&D are part of this kind of... It's always been a part of this open license that everyone can use because they're just fantasy things. They're just things that exist. It's like... It's, it's like you read a fantasy book, it's in there. It's not because Wizards Creek created it but anyways they have this license that kind of just details all the things that people can do with it and they updated it to say hey listen up if you are using our license to make any of your own modules like stories settings and things um, if you make above a certain amount you're going to have to pay up and report your earnings to us and that's weird for one yeah uh, but two, they there was a leaked um, stakeholder meeting that happened. It's not leaked because because it's it's a public thing because they're a public company. But you listen to it, and they talk about how D and D is under monetized. There's it's not they're not making enough money off of the fans of this game. <laughs> so they're like, how do we do this? Okay, so we the way we do this is we just choke all creativity out of the fans of our game. We make we make the independent publishers pay pay up, but also at the same time, every Dungeons and Dragons adjacent thing like Pathfinder or other independently owned union any, owned any anything that's ever been based off of Dungeons and Dragons five <laughs> E. Well, I mean they're targeting five yeah. E because it's the most popular uh, well they're targeting five they're targeting 5e because one is the most popular two they're planning to launch the sixth edition next so they don't want people 
to they don't want, well they don't want people to like get in on 5e and then have ogl not apply to it like like yeah. what's currently happening yeah. with older editions on the old right. ogl so, yeah because the old ogl 3.5 dnd 3.5 is what paizo uses for pathfinder first edition and second edition but with the new ogl rules it would retroactively apply to them and the mechanics weapons everything that they use in that game so yeah it's nefarious um <laughs> and there's leaked internal messaging that's like really just like them just despising fans and saying like we we don't like we don't care what they think we know they're going to accept it no matter what which has been their messaging throughout and even their official messaging is like we know we messed up but other people say they they've won but we also won too which yeah. is just like this weird like <laughs> don't weird, like un just un unnecessary one-up competition like that yeah. that should not exist it shouldn't be yeah. like there's no purpose to it for they don't get anything so for the bigger the bigger picture of this is D, D wouldn't be as big as it is now if it wasn't for a actual play podcast called critical role critical role is what causes resurgence of the game that's the pretty big launching point for most people who play the game now i would say maybe i would ball ballpark 60 percent of people that play the game got it from them and critical role they make millions of dollars a year off of this game they are literally the biggest marketing tool for Wizards of the Coast for D&D products, D&D Beyond, which is their app that you can use to like do campaigns, rolling your dice, keep your character sheets, makes everything super easy. They lost which, subscriptions, which, by the way. Which, which is not as good as many open source tools and a lot of people don't use it. Like it's yeah. it's it's ridiculous because they, they it, all of the opportunities are there for them. Um, and D&D Beyond is the kind of thing that a lot of people would pay decent money for. Yeah. Um, but because so, so many you can, people had to homebrew for so long, they they, they it's yeah. Not as so good. yeah, it's the inherent. I guess so. What I was saying is D and D Beyond. You can pay a subscription to have um, the expanded races that are in different things, expanded um, monsters, just like different capabilities within the app for your settings and all these things, right? Which is interesting. Like that's a good way to monetize this product. Makes makes sense. But due due to this whole OGL thing happening, people have been unsubscribing in swaths and they're like mm. the, the lowest numbers they've ever had are happening now. That's an official thing. An internal thing got leaked. Crazy. So <laughs> Critical Role, who actually started as a Pathfinder game before they were streaming, um, they kind of came out and were, and were like, we side with the creators and the balls in your court, right? Um, that's kind of where it lays now is Wizards is like, we're going to let you guys know the official thing later on. But also it's like, yeah, it, there's there's also, I think I'm, I'm just missing a lot too. There's just so much that's happened, yeah. especially even today. There's even more leaks coming out today of other th yeah it's a it, lot it doesn't help that like the fan base is very 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 much in touch with mm -hmm. uh the internet as a whole so like yeah. when they come out with their official statement and it's just filled with like blatant lies like 
it's you get like oh that was just a draft or whatever and it's like well actually like people signed this document already <laughs> like it's 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 weird shit going so on. The, 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 the vast majority of them are terminal yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna say terminally online but extremely it online. will kill them so uh, and, terminally and, online and, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and overly and you know you know there's a dramatic fan base on twitter so like that yeah. stuff spreads very fast yeah <laughs> so so yeah they they don't have they, they think they have complete uh control over the situation but it's been made very yeah. clear that they do not <laughs> well the thing that's also just kind of weird about this is D D you're just like tabletop rpgs in general like it's the imagination that runs yeah. the game so them trying to be like well, we can't do that legally is like just kind of weird it's like what i can't imagine what's happening like i can't imagine an elf even though you like like it's just it's just so like weird it's like it's like you can like i could write my own campaign my own machine for this game yeah. and they would never know about it but it would be illegal it's just like it's just a weird weird way for them to just yeah. monetize it and make money out of yeah. it but especially because they're targeting um these publishers and critical role mostly i would say is their big target because they would make so much money off of them if this goes through because critical role like i was saying they bring in millions of dollars a year yeah. and that's just from twitch subscriptions alone like um and they have their own publishing branch they have everything so it's like if anything they could just make their own like they could just make their own game and people will probably play that more over <laughs> like yeah. so it's just like it's yeah i don't know i just want to see what they do i don't think they're gonna they're gonna do anything different than what they've already done they're gonna be like okay well whatever um yeah but it's just kind of hard to police someone's thoughts <laughs> so <laughs> but they're gonna try god damn it <laughs> they're gonna try full show uh other than that there's nothing really um we got confirmation that returnal is coming to is coming to the uh to steam uh, i think so is, is jets head heading out there as well and there's a couple of little other yeah. game announcements and updates here and there and there's a lot of mobile games right there's that dragon quest game going mobile and that kind of stuff but um, no other <clears throat> real big news we can move on to stuff that we've been consuming let's just say um and i'd like to start with not something non-gaming actually and that would be <clears throat> the last of us episode one mm. Uh, on on HBO now, this guy and this guy have watched it. These say, be two, careful. These two if played the game. You've also watched it. If you <laughs> played the game, you've also watched it. But um, I mean, we won't go into like crazy spoilers. But if you've played the game, you know what's happening. I did kind of want to talk about um, you know just just the overall first episode. I think Neil Druckmann actually directed episode two, which is coming this this Sunday. So that'll be interesting to see, but uh, I um, on Zach's, yeah, face. Zach's always like that. Um, I don't like that guy. He doesn't like that because uh, he turned you down for a job. He's, no, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I liked this first episode quite a bit. Um, I didn't think it was phenomenal. Uh, be, I mean, I've seen phenomenal episodes of TV. I've seen phenomenal first episodes of TV. The Walking Dead first episode 
I think was True. better than this. Um, the rest of the, the rest of that series sucked. Uh, but you know, I think this was really good at kind of setting the idea of what the of what the show is is about, what it's going to be, and the tease of what you know Ellie's character, what she kind of actually is. Which she, I mean, it, it's not hard to figure out. But I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. Now I have I've, I still haven't completed The Last of Us, the original game, so I don't know a lot of the stuff. Jesus. That's <clears throat> um, let's just say monster, th- dog. you <laughs> haven't either, Taylor. Shut up. What? <laughs> have you completed the first Last of Us game? What? I've beaten it twice. Have you really? <laughs> yeah. Am I the only one that hasn't? I played yeah. it. I beat it a second okay. time when I was getting ready to play the second one. I have beaten. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I've beaten both games twice. Wow! So technically, all three that, games. Yeah. A... For people that don't know, the this TV show is the prequel to The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Um, you might call <laughs> what it a bizarre! What an absolute bizarre way to describe this. <laughs> no, um, I'm almost done with the original Last of Us. Luckily, my save carried over, so that's good. Uh, but no, I'm, uh, I'm definitely gonna go back in and, and finish that initial game. It's on, it's on my list of twelve games this year. It's. It's got a. It's a game that uh, I I genuinely enjoy the original one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely um, is a a naughty dog game where it's yeah. just like the gameplay is kind of an afterthought yeah. to everything. But so that's yeah. why yeah I appreciate this first Last of Us episode because there was no gameplay involved yeah. unless. You count the tr- the driving of the truck scene, which is like, oh, we're in FPS truck mode, driving around the <laughs> <in> town. <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, it, I think it was really well done because it sort of stayed away from the actual game aspects of this and really kind of focused on well, on the story. And that, I mean, that opening scene is still heartbreaking, maybe even more so right now because you really make a connection with his daughter. Um, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna yeah, be really super interested to see how tight it is to that because uh, we've all with the exception of dally we've all finished the game and that ending is like i, I don't want to say sucks but so I, like it's, it's a huge so, this is 10 episodes yeah. which means i have nine more weeks to, yeah eight and a half it's, weeks to complete uh, this Nine episodes it, it, also does not seem like enough to reach the uh, like yeah right thematic and conclusion. They may not. They may not. Well, it may not. Yeah. What's What's also interesting to me as a person who's played the game and has watched <laughs> the first episode <laughs> is they put in a lot of extra stuff That's in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like okay, we're putting in like extra Tommy stuff that we don't get in the game. Extra, I it. Ellie stuff is like completely not in the game. Extra the yeah. Firefly Lee lady stuff. Like it's, but what it makes sense though, because in a game it's padded by gameplay. So they're putting yeah. a lot of work on the back end on the characters, which is the strongest part of the game. The only yeah. reason I like the game is because of the characters. Um, so yeah, I, it's, I'm, scared to see how they tie it up because one i don't know how they can do that ending in a tv show setting Um, Uh, and and like what it establishes for uh the um like a main character of this universe really just makes a character that was kind of 
gray, like <clears throat> far less gray. Like it, mm. it makes them they bad. Do like a, genuinely bad. <laughs> they do a pretty good job. I was scared about that with Joel. I was like, I was like, they're gonna try and make him be too goody two shoes. Yeah. At the beginning, but he's pretty just in the in the dumps he's he's yeah. not yeah. he's not yeah. any different he's i was i was worried they're going to try and tone him down but even even before the flashback he's pretty uh just kind of like over it so he's definitely like you can tell whenever he comes back to get his daughter he's ready to shoot people like you can just tell that he is on the edge he is tired of working 15 hour hour days he's like you know what i'm just ready to kill some 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 guy so he is genuinely excited that's the feeling that i got and yeah. that's how i've always felt about joel yeah um he's a pretty it's, trigger happy dude it's a very yeah. true it's it feels like a much more true interpretation of what joel is. Yeah, Joel's this, a sh- Joel's a shithead that makes increasingly worse decisions throughout the franchise yeah, yeah, and gets yeah. what he okay. and 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 what happens in the second game is more than deserved in a lot. It's like, of oh, it's like, oh <laughs> yeah, you kind of deserve that. Yeah, um, yeah I and mean, he was I just, mean, he you... was just a he was a misanthrope, you know, like yeah. it, like but like in the truest, purest essence of it, where if. He wasn't gonna be unhappy, and he and he was, but he was also gonna make sure that everybody else was along with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was he was just a he was a purist. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would no, even so, like yeah, even in the show, like he's dealing drugs, uh, he's giving drugs to guards and stuff. He's trying to make everyone happy, uh, happy in the way of like, hey, don't mess with me, like in in that kind yeah, of way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, placating them and, so that they just don't bother him. Yeah. yeah right and he <laughs> let me be me <laughs> i was just really it was really impressed with um the actor i forget his i just forgot his name pedro um, pascal Pe- pedro yeah pascal. he yep. as much of a likable guy as he is outside of the show like he does a pretty good job of making me not like him and also ellie she does a good job of me mm-hmm. being annoyed with yeah, her, like, I immediately annoyed with her. Which I is mean, great. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where, like, you know, you're, every, people are going to be like, "Ah, this sucks. She's so annoying." It's like she's yeah. <laughs> literally she's, stupid. I mean, she yeah. you know the whole the whole game is predicated on how poor the decisions she makes are. Yeah. Well, like in the their first encounter in the show, she like pops out of the door and trying to stab Joel, and yeah. he just like throws her against the wall, yeah. and she's and yeah, yep. it's. Yeah, and they also, I want to say they do fan service pretty well too. Just, just even as a person who's not like I'm a big fan of this first game and the characters. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm a fan of the story. Anyway, so they do a really good job of like, oh, like the watch, like his daughter. They show her going to get the watch fixed. There's a soccer ball. And the pictures of the soccer game that they talk about, and like just a bunch of th- like, things. And the movie they watch is the same. It's like, oh, like these are like really good nods to the fans. But then they add things that just like Why? make it feel more real. No, it makes yeah. it feel oh, okay. more more real. Yeah, yeah it's it's good. it's like oh, so. Here's more stuff about Tommy and Joel. Yeah. This yep. is this is why Joel wanted to get to Tommy so bad. This is what was yeah. going on back in the 
Boston or whatever. Like, this is why Joel wanted to go. This is like they do a good job of setting that up better than the game did. It's so. it's the one problem that a lot of game uh, adaptions always run into is that that you lose so much of the just extra time you spend with characters like yeah. like you learn through these characters by just spending hours and hours and hours and hours with them wandering mm -hmm. the countryside trying to but when you cut that out to fit like you know nine you know the, the you know a, a game that's 28 hours is now you know 10 hours and most of that is having to cut between a bunch of other stuff it, like well, you have to pad it with uh, this uh world building stuff and they usually yeah, don't in the movies and stuff. So. And The Last of Us, the world building, a lot of that happens when you're carrying a ladder or pushing something. Yeah, so exactly. Like, <laughs> like, they can, like, actually make it a part of the world that you're watching. Yeah. Because if this was a video game, I'd be... I wouldn't say I'd be bored. I'd probably like it. But if it's like it would be boring to sit there and like watch a movie, you know? But, like, this, they're able to just do so much. And I'm really impressed with it. I really like it a lot. And I think if they do a part two, I would like part two even more than I, because I kind of hate part two like as a game, but I think to making it consolidating it, cutting yeah. the fat, yeah. <laughs> part two would be really good. So yeah, that's little. the thing. Part two it goes on for like it's it's a three act play in four parts it's uh mm -hmm. it's it, it just it's a like, three act yeah. play for two characters across yeah. 35 hours like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> so when this season ends last of us part two will have been almost three years old which is yeah. wild to think right because that's what yeah. part two came out in 2020 during a pandemic um <laughs> This season is supposed to last uh, everything I've read. It, it's just going to handle the first Last of Us game. So, everything so do, do we know if they're going to like do the whole, is Only it the nine whole game? Nine episodes. Because I can see them splitting into two seasons the first you game could, they could but apparently i'm just trying to think of written, I could, it's, it's only the first uh the first game the time yeah. the time like end it at around the time skip or something i don't know where they like where, like where they wake up in the fall after joel gets uh injured yeah. and they wake up in the well uh, da, 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 da. well um, they could it's, so i mean they've, the they've made the game they've made the game, game they've made the game three times dally yes. that's not on me anymore and half-life 2 what should i play for no sorry go ahead zach yeah so they could do that part in the snow yeah. they could end it there and then time skip season two rest of the first first yeah. game or they could put it all into one Season it's all once everything they've written about this, it's all one season, nine episodes. They get so, so the they first, the first they game do is it all nine episodes, they're doing it all. Um, but so here, here are my seems hard right to do here. to me. They I do it know. all. Now, here's, here's what they do they do it all in eight episodes, and they do the ending of the game, episode eight. Episode nine is mm -hmm. the epilogue time skip into part two, and we get more of Maybe. that. I, um I feel like this could definitely be a three-season show. I sure that, hope. Please in, in <laughs> don't that, do yeah. anything well, else. See, two seasons is not enough, man. Well, one, yeah, two seasons is not enough for two games. No, but uh, two, two and a half games, right? No, I think this is going to be 
with the popularity they just announced today that um, it's only been like what three days they already have 10 million viewers um over the stretch of those days which is which is great for a for a debut um it's not game of thrones numbers yet because that was like topping out at like 20 million over three days or something maybe more than that but it's great number i think it had like the third highest debut since 2010 for hbo i think it was second Um, second on h since the hbo max era third highest Mm. since 2010 but either way that's That's good it's it's awesome it's It's very good i feel like um you know they're they're gonna green light uh Season two, um, that probably won't start yeah, shooting after, until. I, I was gonna say they, they green year, they greenlit it as soon as the day one numbers was four point yeah. seven. Million. I'm sure. They, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're right. But they probably won't start shooting until next. You know, maybe end of this year, beginning of next year. So you're not gonna see season two of the show until, you know, yeah. end no. of 2024 at the earliest. Uh, let, but let 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 the Ellie allows... act, let the Ellie actress grow up a little bit more. <laughs> well, completely, and I think yeah, that's what's going to happen. And how, how and what could also happen is you know by that time they legitimately could have a third. Like S- Sony right now, Naughty Dog might be say- Sony might be saying, "Hey guys, <laughs> I know you're working on Uncharted Five, um, Last of Us Part Three. We got to capture that because that'll like, be the end of the trilogy. Listen, and, yeah, uh, yeah, the uh, the Uncharted movie come out. The Uncharted movie failed miserably, and the Last of Us TV what show is doing great. So, I wonder if the movie did okay. Apparently, it failed from a critical standpoint, but it actually did okay monetarily. It, but it, yeah, so I mean, with the added benefit of having the creator of the game being yeah. on the show, you'd yeah. be like, hey write a third third act for it yeah okay like that's it'll be like the, like uh, why why not yeah. it'll be like the scott <laughs> the scott pilgrim movie where you just have the creator like can you just give us an alternate ending that we can do while yeah, you're, and it's, you're like yeah sure yeah. why not this is what this is but the yeah, other option i wonder I if they'll do, are they are they doing the left behind stuff in the show well, yes. So here's, yes. What okay. here's what i'm thinking all right um i believe that uh you're going to have um Last of Us season one will be the first game, and then you may have a short left behind two three. That should be like. Do you remember how uh, tied people yeah. over before the before, yeah. true second well, season starts? Do you remember that, that you the uh, the or it could be like the Sandman show where they had like the secret episode that was the adaption of uh, a Dream of a Thousand yeah. Cats. No, um, in uh, no in episode one i think of the show or, or in the preview of the show they have they have flashbacks of mm-hmm. left the behind. game you have left yeah. behind you have ellie and her girlfriend um yeah so spoilers it's oh definitely gonna happen they didn't speech. have that in the show did they no yeah yeah the, there's the, the trailer is definitely sh- the tra- i know the trailer okay. definitely okay. had a sh- a flashback shot. I haven't I seen think, this episode yet. I think there's I a flashback the in the first episode with the I, carousel, and I they're walking towards it. Uh, maybe I'm imagining things. But... You may you may have just seen the flashback from the trailer because they had the coming up aspect, mm. uh, and so it may have been a yeah, part of that. But but regardless, yeah, I mean uh, they they could make it in. I but again, I I think they could easily do a a one off le- uh, Last of Us film, you know an hour long hour and a half long 90 minute episode that's just kind of a filler in between the seasons whatever talk about the uh, other character who knows either way the show's doing very well i enjoyed the first episode 
I'm looking forward to seeing what happens going forward. I'm going to pick up after I finish the you game. Better beat the, beat the game. I'm going to finish the game I'm going to talk about next. It's not even a hard game. No, it's or not. long. It's, <laughs> no, it's no, actually, not. I... I that did not take me long to beat it. No, no, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> Especially far along. Especially the second time around. So that's Last of Us. Uh, the game that I'm playing is Fire Emblem Three Houses because Fire Emblem Engage <laughs> is coming out. I never finished Three Houses. It's already it out, dude. Yeah, technically it's uh, sorry. Uh, technically it's not out. No. Um, the uh, so I've been playing through Three Houses, which man, that's that's a that's such a great game, man. Holy crap! I didn't realize. I mean, I I enjoyed it. <laughs> But it gets, it's the best Fire Emblem game. Um, and I loved Awakening. And oh, I love Fire Emblem Awakening because the whole time, then, your children, all that kind of shit then don't, in there. Then don't read too many reviews on the new one. No, the new one, <laughs> everything I've heard about the new one is that it's sort of a sidestep rather than a. Um, it's, that is it's not, not everything that I've heard. <laughs> yeah. no, I, the I the stuff that I've heard of the new one is like, it just kind of, it falls back from a little bit from what Three Houses was. It's it doesn't have a story. story. How about that? And I heard it doesn't have as much of a story. Either way, I'm still going to get engaged because I like, I like Fire Whole Emblem game. and, I'm, and I'm, I'm big into it. But um, either way, I'm playing through Three Houses. Three Houses is so good. I'm Blue Lions because, of course, Detroit Lions are blue. Blue Lions. Um, Dimitri, he's a... Dimitri's awesome. <clears throat> he's a good, he's, good character to have on your team. He's something. It's it's funny because, <clears throat> um, so I I picked up the game again after three years of of maybe more. <laughs> when did it come out? Twenty eighteen is when it actually came out. Something like that. So yeah, it'd be maybe. four years. I didn't touch it. Picked it back up and I thought, man, I don't know what's going on here. I know I'm in some. I'm in Hogwarts for 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 nobles. <clears throat> and then the I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to. What's this blue glowy thing that I found? Oh, it's like an owl feather. What do I do with an owl feather? Oh, yeah, I can give it as a gift to people. Oh, okay. You start about the yeah, gift. I forgot that there's gifts. gift you giving. Find, yeah, you find about all that kind of stuff. Gift getting. Like, I don't want. I don't want to resume that portion of the game because I also want to go back. You can and... zip through all that stuff. The nice thing about it is you can zip through all that stuff. What I really do enjoy about this Fire Emblem game over previous ones. Previous Fire Emblem games is that is very easy to get very OP very quickly. Um, and you get OP, and then your main character is just can tear through everybody. You just throw them up against the boss of each level, and they, you know, they just run right through it. And that's the only character you ever have to really upgrade in previous Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy previous Fire Emblem games is that <laughs> just that main character because they'll just tear through everyone. In this one, you really do have to balance it out a little bit more. So, um, Yep. Uh, I I am enjoying yep. it. Uh, and it's it's such a blast. Great great plot. I mean, there's already twists and turns, and it's just so good. I'm not at the time skip yet, so I'm about to jump into the time. I think the time well, skip is the very next uh, after this next big battle is the time yeah. skip. So. so what's interesting what you say about the units in that game is like everyone is overpowered. No matter who you choose yeah, to like, true, focus yeah. on. Everyone is just going to come out swinging. But that's like a the thing. You have to some, focus some on point. them a little yeah. bit more. In previous Fire Emblems, it would take a while to focus on the others to, to bump them up. In this game, um, y- you can. Like, in this game, it's, it's easier to kind of choose a couple favorites and really bump them up quickly. In previous yeah. games, you couldn't. In previous games, if you had a couple favorite favorites, it took a long time to get those those suckers bumped up but this game i think it's much more even from that standpoint so and also like they do a good job of making you like 
they turn like off every permanent. Character. Yeah, they like every character, but like the death mechanic that's in the other games yeah. isn't here, um, yeah. which is it good because be. it's like yep. it can can be yes, but it's like it's not it's going to be the reason I oh, haven't yeah. played it in four years. I've I shut that off immediately, and I'm so happy to do it. Yep. Well, it's like it, they do a good job of making you want to turn that off because you want to see yeah. how yep. every character grows. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, and the time skip is where things get interesting, and that's mm-hmm. where if you want to play the other routes, you I'm pretty sure after you beat one route, you can play the other routes from the time skip, whereas which is which where is nice. everything yeah. changes for the characters. Um, so yeah, it's a very dark game. It gets very depressing. So have, and the DLC fun. is like a whole fourth route basically that you can you can go, yeah. which I. I mean, I don't know if I'll pick that up or not anymore. I'm kind of <laughs> with Engage coming out. I'm like, eh, I did do it for the other, for Awakening and for Conquest, Conquest and Birthright, whatever that was. I did it for that. Um, but the I am glad there's ones. not too... Uh, <laughs> uh, Engage doesn't have the multiple paths. Engage, apparently, that's what the difference is. That's what's kind of irking some folks is that it's just a singular path, which they haven't really had in Fire Emblem games for a while. Yeah, because so. it's all gotcha, man. You want to play a gotcha? gotcha it's game? a different type of gotcha. It's not, it's not necessary. <laughs> well, actually. Yes, but yes, but yes. Um, so anyways, yeah. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, that's what I'm playing. Who wants to go next? Zach. All right. You were talking a lot. Go next. You were Wait, talking uh, a lot. Go. You were talking <laughs> I, a lot. Oh, I got a game for review I can talk about. Oh, yeah. Good. Wait, wait, wait. It's before called... you do... Just want you guys to know that um, if you... Why is my mouse not working? Come on. There we go. If you guys want... Oh, uh, I, <laughs> I was really, I I was really hoping you were just ignoring this. Channel, but... viewers, followers, viewers, chat box. Thank you. Thank you, ill-fated. Go ahead. So there is this game <laughs> that I got a record code for. It's called Dungeon Munchies. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> is the embargo up? <laughs> Yeah, it's been up. Um, okay. They sent it to me like the day the the day the game came out, so it's like whatever. Um, it's a Japanese side-scrolling action adventure. Not really a rogue. Not not a rogue like. Not really a Metroidvania, but it kind of is. Uh, yeah, it's just like a two D side-scrolling action game. Um, what is cool about it is you eat food. You make food. That's why it's called Dungeon Munchies. So mm-hmm. the interesting I get it. mechanic is that what the, what makes it different is you're fighting mobs inside the dungeon, and you're just like kind of going through. You're filling out a cookbook for your goddess who made you. You're a robot who can fight things. That's just kind of it. And you get a cookbook from her because she's a cook, and she's like, hey, I want you to kill these things, get these ingredients, make this food. And you get the ingredients, you make the food, but the food that you eat gives you certain abilities, right? So it's so it's like kill like like so you cook three shrimp, you get wings. And you can stack all these abilities on top of each other. So there's like eight different slots that you can have. So there's a bunch of things like, oh, like every third hit will crit, every first hit does electrical damage, all these things. So your character grows limbs and wings and things from all these things that you kill and they also use those items to make weapons too and you can like do you can like 
put so much stuff on your character like oh i want him to have a big great sword over here on his left left hand and have a dagger on his right right hand and those also have their own different cap- capabilities too so it's like this great sword is on fire this great sword is a poison dagger or does crit every fifth hit or whatever so there's like so much stuff that you can like balance and add to it and yeah so it's 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 a pretty straightforward adventure game. It's fun. Um, the PC port is kind of weird. Um, I think it's one of those games that's better enjoyed on like the Switch because um, there's just some weird like it, it, at least weird to me where it's like you go into the menu and it automatically switches to Japanese. Like I'm not, I don't, I'm not pressing that. It just goes to Japanese. Hmm. And I got to change it back to English. Like oh, I want to redo the key keybinds. And it's like, hey, how about we just get rid of all your keybinds? So, okay, cool. It's just things like <laughs> like that. It's like, okay, this is it's an independent game. It's from a Japanese person, studio, whatever. Like, I kind of expect that from Japanese games. That's kind of how they work usually. Uh, so, yeah, but it's a really fun game. I mean, the bosses are cool. They're just it's it's yeah, it's a pretty straight straightforward game to explain, but the hook there is really interesting because you can just kind of like at least in the first cookbook, there's like 40, 50 something different ingredients you can cook and make. So there's a lot of different things you can add to your dude. So it's just kind of like just go have fun type of type of game. Um, it's like 15 bucks. Definitely check it out. So, Dungeon Munchies. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Is it out uh, now I, or fully mm-hmm. out now? Or okay, yeah, it's been out. It's it's good. Oh wow, uh, it's been out for a while. Holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. The game has been out on the Switch over a year ago. How did yeah. I not know about this game? And it just came out on like PS4, PS5, uh, PC. I'm like, wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Play it. Um, definitely like a perfect like. Hey, I'm gonna pick this up and play it for a weekend kind of game. Um, I'm digging the art it's just, style. It's just kind of jank, which is cool. Um, but yeah, thank you for sending me the code, developers. Uh, hopefully, someone translate this into Japanese for you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, besides that. Uh oh god. Do I have to talk it? Okay, I guess I have to talk talk about it. Actually, no, I'll talk you about a to. different game. <laughs> no, I'll talk about a different game. I'm All not right. gonna talk about Albion Online, which is a game oh for nerds. Don't 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 want to hear about yeah. it. Nope. I'm gonna talk about this game I picked up a week or two ago called Dinkum. D-I-N-K-U-M. Dinkum is a farming resource. Uh, of Minecraft. course, it's a farming a game. Farm game <laughs> with Zach. It's like it's like it's like Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley combined on PC. Um, but what's interesting about it is it's by one guy, but also the setting is like Australia, like the oh the yeah out outback. So it's really fun. It's really fun for one, but it it's just a good game. Just to put that out there it's in early access he's working on it for like a year one guy but yeah the i think the aesthetic difference of it being in like australian outback with like kangaroos and like desert and like rocks and things is really interesting because that's just like a different 
there's no i can't think of any games that are like in that kind of like feeling um and all the characters are australian but also it takes all these mechanics from games that we love like stardew valley minecraft uh dragon quest builders um animal crossing and just puts them all into one game it does a really good job of combining all of these mechanics um yeah it's it's just it's just super good like if you like any of those types of games check it out like it's like i've put on i just put on videos and go and it it does a good job of mimicking mechanics and things from other games without making you go oh this this is this is kind of like that it does a good job of putting its own twist and its own flavor and personality on these already established things um yeah the goal and it's also multiplayer you can play with play with play with friends but the goal is you kind of start with this like busted island and you hmm. you're just trying to make it look pretty and like make a village for people to go to and kind of the story is like everyone's depressed because of capitalism and some guy offers you <laughs> an, an island to build I'm your getting, own I'm getting, I'm getting flashbacks <laughs> <laughs> so you're like you know what? i'll go to this island and i'll hang out and then people want to go to your island because it's pretty like a guy wants to go there so the i think the one thing that makes it better than Animal Crossing, in my opinion, is the ability that it has the Animal Crossing like thing of like you build something, you have to wait for it to murder alligators, out. apparently. Murder alligators. Yeah, you, yeah, you have to kill things to get resources and things. But like it has that Animal Crossing thing of like, I want to develop a relationship with this person. I want to do this, build this, do this. But it's on a like a day cycle restriction, right? But you can go to sleep and progress the game, you know, like, okay, I can make this go ahead one day. Instead of having to wait a real world day, you just do it in the game. Instead of having to go out, changing the calendar on your switch, you can just go to sleep <laughs> and wake up and it's like working. So that is just a really what good you, change. What are you playing this on PC? Yeah. PC. I think it's only on PC. Uh, it's definitely coming to consoles after it's out of early access, but yeah, it's, it's just it's just good um and it's by one guy like it, anytime there's something that's this good by one dude i always want to talk about it the fishing's fun too james um, benden is the name of the yep. developer it's uh i you're so in love with farming life simulators and <laughs> i absolutely love that about you zach because it's so unassuming when, for that you yeah. like that you would be so knee deep into these like social farming. And I think it's awesome to the point where I know exactly how you're going to retire in your later years. You're just going to get a, a freaking Island somewhere. One day, one day we're going to, one day you're going to ping Zach to yeah. say, Hey, the podcast is tonight. And he's like, can't I've moved to fucking Australia. And I'm in the outback. <laughs> Harvesting kit. No, I love that. I love that you're into this because this was not a genre that I was ever going to look at ever. And because you've been kind of looking at this at um, the was the potion omics, all those types of games, it's actually spurred interest in me to, to check out something. And I've like a game is called Dinkum, and I've like dinked and dude, or you know, played played some of these here and there as you've you've requested them, and I've. 
I, I really enjoy this kind of game from the little bit that I've had because it's just, it's just joy. Like these games are just, it's work, but it's like joyful work. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really cool that you're that you're into these for that for that reason. It's like, my yeah, like I don't know it. That's cool. It like I played like Harvest Moon was a game I played a lot as a kid. Like yeah. Harvest Moon sixty four was my favorite game as yeah. as a kid, and that <laughs> that, that was my alone, favorite game as a twenty four year old. <laughs> something like that alone, like one is like okay, like interesting right but two it's really messed up my brain because i my brain is addicted to the constant escalation of like progress in a game you know that's why i like playing runes runescape and like world of warcraft and these games that have ruined my brain because of these farming games like the idea of like doing stuff and doing it in the most optimal way going to sleep in the game waking up watering my plants doing all this okay whose birthday is it who what do i have like like that kind of thing is just like ruining my brain uh but yeah it's i love it. i just i love these games cool. and i mean a wonderful life remake comes out in a couple of months so i mean hey i know who's <laughs> asking for that review code <laughs> <laughs> me. Good it's times. me i'm getting the review code, yeah. Yeah. The review code. I, I, I do yeah, mom. Mom is uh, busting yep. in with some hard facts. Yeah, <laughs> I remember one time, and it was like the fourth or fifth grade. A Wonderful Life came out on the <sighs> game GameCube. <laughs> they had uh, <laughs> they had fifth the version fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had the version where you could play as a girl. Um, and I wanted the game really bad for Christmas. So mm-hmm. I got the GameCube with the Mario Party, not the Mario Party, we put the Mario Dance Pad like game. Yeah. Like the, a, a Wonderful Life where you play as a girl. And I legit played that. I remember playing that game for like four or five, five days straight. I'm not even joking. Like it's a core memory in my brain. When my, when my mom and I lived in an apartment, I was just like, playing the crap out of harvest harvest moon as a girl like i was like let's just find a boy like that's like who am i gonna marry like who's this, who's this guy i'm gonna marry? there's uh, it's but that's when the game becomes a joyful experience and we yeah i think that it, i just think that's just so awesome i think that's that's so cool and how it affects you and i'd love for you to do a write-up of one of these days on just your love for this genre and just that little story you told us there, like, you know, add that in there because I think that's, I think that's, that's just an I awesome just, story. That's, that's cool. I just, I just got to know now at this point, uh, fifth grade's what? Age 11, right? Yeah. Uh, no, maybe uh, it's like going to be 10. Yeah. 10. yeah. What, what, what games were you guys playing at around that age? At the Harvest so, Moon on the GameCube so, and so, Wind, so, so Wind Zach, Waker. Sex <laughs> playing GameCube games. I think Kingdom I think, Hearts. <laughs> I think, yeah. I, what? 90, what? If it was, t- if I was 10 or 11, it's like Chrono Trigger was brand new. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I remember, <laughs> I was I remember getting the PS2 Slim in the fifth grade. So, <laughs> Taylor, what about you? What were what game were you playing in fifth grade when you were like ten or eleven? Uh, fifth grade, 
Mega Man X three, I Hold think on. was no, what I, I was didn't, playing. No, I didn't have a no that's my that's my uh <laughs> I'm not I have to like all right. So I was like late nineties. Probably like Ocarina of Time. Wow. I was playing the very first Dragon Warrior game because it came with my Nintendo Power subscription. That's <laughs> my fifth grade memory was guys, Dragon Warrior is pretty good. Nineteen eighty nine for me was fifth grade. Yeah, it's like 95, 96 was fifth. It's like 95. 95. So. Yeah, yeah. I was one. God. (laughs) (laughs) 95, you were one? I love you. You're amazing. Little baby. Oh, God. You guys make me feel so. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) You made me so old. I've had lots of drink, too, which is is great. Let's move on. Let's go. (laughs) Let's keep going counterclockwise to JJ. JJ, what have you been or reading uh like yeah well if we're gonna talk about i i got nothing to talk about that i've been playing uh that's fine uh because everything's old that i've been playing i've been playing forza i've been playing uh i played started playing doom eternal again nice it's a good it's fucking list game to, to uh, <laughs> it's great on the uh uh Switch. steam deck <laughs> it's actually i have it on the uh so do uh, i Switch i have it on Switch because too. it was like Ten, excuse me while I plug in my fucking computer and I'm judging things around here. Thanks, dude. Uh, it was like ten bucks yeah. or something crazy. Like that. Yeah, it was like ten bucks without the DLC on the yeah. thing. But, um, the game is so good. It's in the newest uh, humble bundle, so I was like, I can. Oh, nice. I download it on my fucking Steam Deck and start going with it. It's also got like Ollie Ollie World, which I've been playing too, which I like. Um, but I do have. I did get a review code for something that's not a video game. Uh, I got a review code for a, I got a review code for a comic book. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I that, remember. Uh, uh, that it comes out uh, today. Today is New okay. Comic Wednesday, baby. Um, this is a comic that has been sort of like float. After I got the code, I was like, I don't. I've never heard of this one before. Hmm. And I looked at it. And it's been kind of floating around for a bit. Uh, sort of getting sold around, but. Uh, now it's out. It's from Dark Horse, and it's called White Savior. Um, Ooh, it's and, Dune. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of what this... That is 100% what this... Actually, the movie that this is making... This whole comic is making fun of is, um, like, Last Samurai. And okay. that oh, I can thing. see that. Okay. Um, uh, so, it's an isekai. Oh, no. Actually, perfect. Um, perfect. Uh, the guy in the yellow shirt is like uh, an Asian American who's just kind of like a, a, a kind of kind of like a nothing kind of guy thing, and like you know, oh, grandpa's always telling the story of our family heritage of like you know, oh, so like this this white this white guy comes to town to say, to, convinces everyone, trains them all. It's like he's going to save the day and he gets killed and the entire village gets slaughtered. Uh, and that's yeah. the, that's the family story. So it's like the white savior kind of thing kind of just like falls apart because he gets an arrow through the head and dies. Um, but uh, he ends up like, 
walking down some stairs to somewhere and then just like slips and falls into feudal Japan and Perfect. it's yeah. and it's yeah. him uh falling into this timeline <clears throat> where this happened and uh what seems to be the hook of the comic is when he gets there he sees like this is before the slaughter and the white savior is uh like they're kind of like wooing the village and he realizes that like oh shit we're all going to die uh so uh what i'm guessing the uh hook of this whole thing is going to be him trying to stop that from happening so he doesn't want to die either while he's trapped in feudal japan so he needs to work with it and also uh, the savior, the white guy, is um, a complete shithead. Just a loudmouth uh, white dude. Darn. Yeah, obnoxious, <laughs> obnoxious, loudmouth white dude. That's that's super racist to the people and everything. So like, uh, it's a, it's it's playing with the tropes really fun. Uh, it's um, it's silly. It's definitely like leaning into the satire part of like making fun of all of these Hollywood movies where the white guy is the one that ends up saving the day and everything. And by sort of reframing it as like, he's sort of, he's being set up for success in the end. But, uh, I, I will, I'll check this out. I think it's going to be a four part series. Uh, okay. I think this is issue one of four. Um, uh, Eric Wynn uh, is the writer with Scott Brumman, and Eric Wynn has had a he's had a, he's had a pretty uh, big career. He did like Old Man Logan, uh, Quicksilver, some Marvel stuff, and uh, mostly as an inker, not really necessarily as a as a writer, but hasn't not written. This is sort of his big um, translatable, who's, yeah, talents. Who's the colorist? Uh, it, it's Dolly, like, take it off. Yeah. <laughs> trying, he doesn't, trying. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> I win Joko Triono. Yeah. It yeah. reminded me of the Invincible comics. I was like, this looks oh, kind of, yeah. like that guy, but it's not. So Yeah. So uh yeah, it was really nice to uh get a comic for review and have it be like an actual good comic. <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many awesome. comics and so many independent comics like independent comics are <clears throat> the biggest they've ever been uh not to say dark horse is an independent uh comic publisher but they're not huge by any stretch of the imagination and in terms of the comic universe these days and this comic up until they picked it up was being like being shopped around like you could find mm. this like like the first few pages on like Eric Wynn's website or whatever, like trying to like, this is a comic I'm working on kind of thing. So, um, uh, I don't necessarily, uh, the art style isn't my favorite, but, um, it's also like, it, it's, it's, it's functional. It's, it, mm -hmm. it, it's good. I think the inking, the coloring is, uh, as it helps it a lot. I would like to. I, I'm kind of interested what this would look like without the um, colorist. Um, but uh, but I'm just sort of a big fan of seeing like how the sausage is made with comic books. Sure, sure. Uh, but um, but yeah, no. I I I I 
in terms of writing, it's very funny and really good. I enjoyed it a lot. So um, I'll get I'll, I'll keep reading it. I'll I'll keep you updated on uh, this uh, comic book series. <laughs> I just realized they had a little oh expanded to the full. Size. <laughs> thank you very much good job dolly so, so i also uh just because we're in the talking about comic books i finally got um secret Re uh secret reverse i don't know it's from marvel i don't know if you know mm. secret reverse but uh it's 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 this particular uh marvel comic drawn written and drawn by the creator of um Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, show it again oh Secret Reverse. Oh, cool. Oh, rest uh, in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, that's kind of what I was like, you know, I, I never did get around to reading this. And I was reminded recently that he'd passed away tragically. Mm -hmm. um, died a hero uh, <laughs> trying to save somebody. Yeah. Um, he but, uh, got isekai He's off living. Yeah. He's, the he's, there you go. Yeah. Um, if you ever wondered, the thing about Secret Reavers, it's it's just a one-shot graphic novel. Um, if you ever wondered what uh, Marvel would be if it was just Yu-Gi-Oh, this is the perfect way of doing it because it is 100% just Yu-Gi-Oh. It still revolves around a card game. Uh, Tony Stark and Peter Parker end up at, or, or like go to a game convention in Japan. It's basically mm. TGS, but not. And it's like this corporation that creates card games. It, it's Konami. I mean, this the company in here is Konami, and the CEO of this company is an absolute madman trying to like <laughs> created a card game that like is like beating actively beating up tony stark it's uh hmm. it's wild so it's just Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> it's just Yu-Gi-Oh. but <laughs> but with marvel care with spider-man and iron man it's it's ridiculous it's 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 the silliest thing and i absolutely love it highly recommend it as well did you guys know in the Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> lore, Seto Kaiba sent cards to space and aliens learned how to duel and then they invaded Earth and they dueled humans? I did! <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I, I love uh, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh, man. It is the most ridiculous thing. I, I don't... I've never played the game, but I've definitely read Yu-Gi-Oh! And it's... It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I got nothing else. I, that's that's. I, I, can, <laughs> I, I can I can t I can talk about uh, the movie Megan. That's about the extent of anything. <laughs> Give me a very In quick three, synopsis yeah. of of Megan. A quick synopsis of Megan. Uh, it, nice Tom. Uh, movie time with Tom Cruise. Um, uh, Megan is about an evil uh, AI doll that uh kills people <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, it's it takes place in seattle it has it starts off the opening of the movie is a commercial for hmm. a really terrifying furby ripoff uh it's very funny because they all kind of look the same they're all these dead-eyed horrible monstrous uh creatures made by a company in seattle called funky f-u-n-k-i uh Same, so good name yeah uh, keep in mind that funko 
the uh, creator ah. of the creator of toys that all are mm. horrible uh, dead-eyed monstrosities that everyone buys uh, is based out of Everett, which is also basically greater Seattle area. Gotcha. So they're gotcha. basically they're basically making fun of fun sure. this entire sure. thing. Um, anyways, yeah, show. yeah, uh, <clears throat> little girls, pops. <laughs> little, uh, little girls, uh, mom and dad, uh, die in a, on a family vacation. Uh, she gets adopted by her aunt, who is a, uh, like a robotics genius that works mm. for this toy company and has been working on this terrifying robot for a significant amount of time. Uh, the robot is paired with one person, and in this case, the uh, the niece is the test subject. Uh, and just it, it creates a uh, a bond with the girl that, uh, mm. in a time where after her parents' death, she probably needs to bond with a human being. So it creates this very toxic relationship of uh murderous ai and uh <laughs> a little girl that just uh spirals into insanity it's very funny uh it is not a horror movie uh despite it yep. being kind of sold as a horror movie it's not it's pg-13 so it's also not violent i mean it does wow. have a couple of like some some things go on somebody's like ear gets ripped off but it's no. kind of but it's kind of goofy um uh but yeah it's not gory or anything it's just this funny little like satire kind of thing of like it's one of those it's one kids. of those things yeah yeah <laughs> it, 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 about and you know and it's playing in the you know kids and those damn kids and their technology look what's it looks what look what it's got them uh but uh yeah it's playing in the sandbox of the of these kinds of games my favorite thing is and especially with horror is what you play with the tropes uh mm -hmm. that's why I like that's why the scream movies are always so successful and always typically mostly pretty good because they each movie represents the trope of where the movie takes is like set like the second one makes fun of sequels the third one makes fun of you know the trilogies the fourth one makes fun of like reboots and all that stuff um and it's sort of the same thing it's just sort of playing with those like the the creepy doll genre in a fun way it's, uh i i enjoyed it it's <laughs> it's doing a lot it's it's making the rounds it made a lot of money uh like a comparatively shocking, yeah a shocking uh amount of money like they just greenlit the sequel uh so and it sets up there is like a like blink and you'll miss it kind of setup for a sequel like in the middle sure. of the movie okay. Like it's not like it's not like one of those things where it's like and then it zooms in on her eye and it opens kind of bullshit. But uh, um, so yeah, uh, I really liked Megan, and awesome. this week this weekend I'll be seeing Skinnamarink. So uh, I just all horror, everything. It's always good seeing off season horror. You gotta love That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> well, the thing that's weird about Skinnamarink is I know that it's an art house horror movie <laughs> so yeah. it's like yeah why is this coming out in january <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's never good it why used though, to be actually 
Exactly. Yeah. It's Why? not a movie that's going to make a lot of money, and it's not. Yeah. It's like it's not like the typical shovel them out type of film. It's like yeah. here's this art house movie where you watch baby monitors for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- I think what somebody called it's a lo-fi micro-budget horror. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like I've heard it compared to Lake Mungo. If you've seen Lake uh, Mungo, I. So, I, I yeah. <laughs> Have you seen, has anyone seen Lake Mungo besides me and Zach? Hey, it's watch good. Lake watch Lake Mungo if you have Lake Mungo. It's, okay, yeah, <laughs> make me dad. It's a good uh, documentary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like I like found footage. I like analog Same horror. Here. I like that kind of stuff. And this is kind of a com. This is like analog horror there hasn't been an analog horror theatrical movie yet really Forever. Uh, yeah uh, especially mm-hmm. since the revival of analog horror with like yeah. the back rooms and stuff like that yes. so it's kind of cool to like to have like a theatrical analog horror movie again so i'm excited let's move on to taylor what have you been consuming besides that wonderful drink that you're drinking there apple juice mm. <laughs> it's so tangy <laughs> um, too spicy <laughs> not not much uh all right last... well thank you everybody no, just kidding. Yeah. all right well that's no, it I, mean, We've I, all... I, I hopped, hopped on uh a modded minecraft. minecraft server playing uh nice. with some other folks but you know i i'm personally not a big minecraft guy i, I never like, was either even i, I own never... it on like five different platforms but never i actually technically don't own it i only have minecraft through game pass Okay, um, that, that's one of the ways I, I own it, I guess. I own it because I bought an Xbox, uh, like, yes. th- like an Xbox One uh, S that was nice. the Minecraft edition. <laughs> so here's yeah, so... what you do: you download Minecraft, you get the mod Harvest Valley, which is a farming Never mod for, <laughs> for Minecraft. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so it's a it's modded Minecraft, which basically means that like. Take the thing that's the most popular about i mean granted modern minecraft is extremely popular in its own right um but it's very interesting as somebody who's never played minecraft and you know the vast majority of the reason why these people want <laughs> okay good um, <laughs> the vast majority of the reason why people are like let's play modern minecraft is because they like minecraft and i don't have that jumping off point um i'm just here to play play with other people that i like to hang out with and so um when they're everybody's like so they have so many leg ups on playing the rest of the game and in many cases have played many of the mods and i'm just like listen i'm you know they're trying to someone's talking about making obsidian as just as an example and i'm like dog how do i make obsidian they're like pour lava into water i'm like how am i supposed to know that you're like jesus can't even do that um you know but of course you know i can how else are you gonna play pentiment yeah (laughs) i can make the same equivalent about many other games and how much institutional knowledge i have about those games um it's just very interesting to be on the other side of it on this game that's been around for so long that i arguably should own like i mean i knew about sure minecraft before it was 1.0 on java edition um many 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 years ago uh but yeah no it's fun minecraft is i good. own it on, i own it on wii u for some reason I, here's I'm, a fun 
Here's a wow, fun, what a shocker, uh, Dally, that you bought a, a bunch of stupid shit. For <laughs> Here's a fun Minecraft story. I hung out. Speaking of CM Wiener, our good friend, I went to his house on Thanksgiving many moons ago, 10, 11 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe. Went to his house, and Corey, our good friend Corey, was there as well. We were playing the Smash Brothers 4, and he, in, uh, he, Wiener, I'll call him Wiener, you know who he is, turns to me and says, want to see minecraft i'm like i i've seen minecraft dog i know exactly what I'm like. He's like, check this out loads up minecraft and he's like uh what do you think i'm like bro it's minecraft i don't know how to play he goes but do you know what it is i'm like it looks like blocks he's like it's my apartment he's like check that that's the tv that's the bathroom I'm like, I'm like cool dude this is i'm like cool but it reminded me of the days where i would yeah. use this the freaking um doom uh mod mate whatever the doom make maker, it make, make it some doom wads to do exactly i made all i'm like oh shit I, of I my school i made yeah i did i made my <laughs> made my junior high school in doom and back before i knew all that so i made like my favorite ice cream store in doom i made all that kind of stuff but it, that was my old it was just fun huh what do you think i'm like bro it looks like Bricks. How, <laughs> I don't know what this is. How how it's, baked how baked was he at this point? When none, he not at all. Oh wow! He was just, really, <laughs> he was just really so. I, I want to say own, something to I add. Own Minecraft on the 3ds. Uh, oh, wow! And it's it's uh, again own Minecraft. That's how it, it money. Wonder. It runs like. I was gonna say, how does that, how does that work? <laughs> it is because it only runs on the new 3ds as well. Does it really? That tells you right. anything. Yeah, that was yeah, games, yeah. It's like one of two games that is like retail new 3ds. That and Xenoblade. Yeah. Right. Jesus. Okay, so, yeah. my Minecraft. I bought Minecraft when I was in the tenth grade when the Nether update first came out. So long time ago, like twenty eleven, twenty ten. Anyway, so the thing about modern Minecraft, which is really interesting to me, what Taylor said is like, oh, this is how you make obsidian, right? You add water. That's just something that's in the base game. Like, that's just something that yeah. people who play modern Minecraft just know because they've elevated above like you know, the base like mine <laughs> Minecraft thing. But it goes even deeper because the mods, they all have certain sources that they're from like oh this is a greg tech this is a sev oh sev tech God, mod this is a dude it's like so it's like what do you say oh this is a botanica mod pack this is a whatever people know what that means like okay so this is a but so this is how i approach this mod tree of my of my progression or whatever and it's just <laughs> there's so much knowledge and depth inside of modded minecraft it's crazy like i had the same experience last year my friends and i booted up a enigmatica 7 Mm-hmm. You guys don't know what, know what that is. <laughs> anyway, could have said anything, and we would have been like, <laughs> and it just has like really like twenty like mods in there, and there's so many of us where we could all focus on a different like mod tree. Like, oh, this one's like blood magic. This one's uh, flower magic. This one's bees. This one's whatever. And I was like the chef, and I was the farmer, you know, because that's just what I do. And <laughs> you we- the farmer. <laughs> wow <laughs> shocker so i was yeah it's i've played so many minecraft mod packs myself um but yeah it's there's so much depth in those things that it makes 
any video game just look kind of dull. It's like there's just so much stuff in there, and you can spend thousands of hours playing one. There's a reason pack. why it's. There's a reason why it built the careers of so of, many streamers. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Like of, even like people who like programmed those mod packs have gotten huge jobs based off of Java experience. You know, like it's it's crazy. Oh, well, that's uh, the other thing is that like it's all fucking Java. Java. <laughs> So and so it's stupid. like, okay, so you need to download the special launcher that actually uses uh, 64-bit Java, not the one that comes built into the Minecraft launcher that uses a 32-bit Java. You have to use this 64-bit Java that you can use to allocate your RAM to like run the mods. It's a whole thing. You know? um, what's interesting <laughs> is that it's uh, there was a bit of a kerfuffle like six months ago, maybe eight months ago, because... I, I remember. Um, so Curse and Curse Forge, which is now owned by Overwolf, um, technically kind of have a they have some manner of exclusivity. I don't I, I didn't come prepared for this portion of my research <laughs> paper, um, but they have some some manner of exclusivity for Minecraft mods. Most people have signed up. Like if you're a Minecraft modder, you're pretty much on Curse Forge, and yeah. what they and that's been the case for a while. But what happened is that CurseForge really battened down the hatches on API access to their library. So you used to have a lot of different options as far as being able to pull those mods into third-party launchers, um, mm. such as Multi-MC, um, uh, which was really, really popular and one that I used the last time that I played a modded Minecraft server. Um, CurseForge really tightened that up and you can't really use it anymore uh, for most of them because the API is just like it'll just reject the calls Um, so I had to install CurseForge which the last time I installed Curse or which is now CurseForge was for WoW mods Um, and that was probably about 15 (laughs) years ago uh, so it's changed a lot since then. Um, Overwolf is like Zach was in fourth grade, and <laughs> Overwolf is is like yeah. almost brand new by comparison uh, for it how long sucks. everything's, and it's not good. Um, it is <laughs> bad. It has a pretty bad reputation. Um, in it's my a resource opinion. hog. Um, yeah, it blasts advertisements in the launcher. It's cool everyone's pretty, favorite <laughs> it's pretty stinky um but i mean i will say if nothing else at least it does work um i had i personally had zero issues well installing the mod and then, you know keep in mind i'm using the game pass version with java the the game pass java version of minecraft and i'm it lo- works loading really it onto well. and it just it just fucking works which so yeah it's cool all all things considered as much as I can not like CurseForge and, and Overwolf for what it's become, it did just work. So that's something going for. Uh, you can you can go to YouTube and boot up pretty much at any given time a VTuber is playing Minecraft in some way, shape, or form. Uh, it is <laughs> yep, true. So a couple of years ago, my friend Ryan and I, we wanted to run our own Minecraft server just for us. To play Pokemon, the Pixel. It's called Pixelmon. It's a Pokemon <laughs> Minecraft mod. Love it. Anyways, <laughs> it took us. It we both grown men 
we're banging our heads against the wall trying to figure out how to start up a server. We're like, how the heck do we do this? It's so hard. And you go on YouTube and you look up like videos for literal kids, like explaining it, and we couldn't figure it out. We're like, how do we do this? Oh my god! So we just rented one from like some server, like farm or whatever. But it's like, it was the hardest thing. It's like we were just trying to figure it out ourselves. It just didn't work. It's crazy. And there's literal kids who are doing doing it. I know they're doing it. It's like, dude. God bless Minecraft, man. God bless I... Minecraft. <laughs> Not c- created by unknown man uh, somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, who's who to knows? say? Could have been made say? by anybody. Could've, yeah. It's made hey, by wait. Phil Spencer at yeah. Xbox. <laughs> X- I Xbox sure. Hatsune Xbox. Miku made. That was the old me. Will you play anything else? No, that's literally it. Uh, it's, been, it's been a super quiet, yeah. quiet week. I hear you. I hear you. Um, the only other thing before we wrap is I got some uh, Pokemon cards I'm going to open. Oh, this God. is Silver Tempest. I've had I've been sitting on these since November. I bought I bought them for my nephews, but I forgot to give them on Christmas, so I'm opening them for myself. <laughs> Best uncle Damn. ever. So Silver Tempest is the penultimate of the um, the sword and shield set i think there's one more set coming out i think this yeah. week actually or next week or something yeah. of the sword and shield cards and it switches to scarlet and violet uh so let's see i'm opening it now let's see what okay. cards i get okay, okay logan up paul a... what do we got going? i was just about to say <laughs> i have a a little vulpix Vulpix. Drowsy. Okay, drowsy. Look at that. Underrated Pokemon. Yeah, Yeah, very uh, overall, just in general. Growlithe. Boy, all G1, huh? All G1 (laughs) shit. (laughs) Miss Drevis. Okay. Okay, something's wrong here. Whalmer. Yeah. He's a big boy. Actual good. I got a trainer, Brandon. Oh, trainer Brandon. Nice little card. Oh, they have trainer Let's cards go Trainer cards, okay. yeah. I got Fion. Okay. Or P. Yeah. Hyany. P. P. Hyany. I got some energy. Oh, pretty sure. Right. I got, uh, oh, uh, Behem. 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 <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Behem. Psychic Sphere. Uh, I got emergency jelly, which is what we could all use every once in a while. <laughs> Been there. And finally, I got sigilith. 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 Why not? That's the uh, little alcohol is reaching me. Sigilith. Okay, cool. That's it. That's all I got in these cards. Wow, what a dookie what a, pack, dude. Yeah, man. What a <laughs> bad pack. What a You're never going to go pack. pro with that pack. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Fucking turn it in, dog. That's, um, can I put it back in the box? Still give it to my nephews. Hey, guys. You I put this bag. Yeah, you can. You, you put I them can. all. You put them all in individual top loaders, and they and they'll think that they're they all they're all great cards. That's what I'll do when I sell them at my garage sale. I'll be like, guys, these cards are all a dollar fifty each, but this sigilif is ten dollars, and the mystery vis <laughs> is twenty five dollars, and someone will buy it. Like I had someone plan on selling my comics. Uh, speaking of which, uh, with that open and close, we are opening and closing this podcast. Thank you everybody for joining us on an, a beautiful episode. This is a 
beautiful episode of the side quest. The beautiful Wednesday night. It is 1050. We're not at two hours. We're only at an hour and 40 minutes, which yeah. is fantastic. Find us sidequesting.com, sidequesting TV on YouTube and Twitch. Um, we are not, uh, you can find us sidequesting on uh, uh, Macedon, sidequesting Graham on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> we are not on any other thing. No, I was kidding. Um, and then the What's Discord. Join the Discord. Fans, uh... We got our only, our only, our only stands. Find us at the Discord. That's the most important part. Find me at Dolly Demosky. You can find Zach over there at OK Quest. That's me. JJ at the underscore double underscore J. JJ Abrams. JJ yeah. Abrams. And at Taylor Bliss. Right there. And again, you can find us on our Discord, which is the link is included in this post. With that said, we'll see you all in the next episode of The Side. Charges kill my head. I'm gonna tell you now.